0: Get to feeling bad or something or something's not going right in my life I always go to 1 Samuel because in 1 Samuel God gives me something that'll help me and I've been through some stuff and I went through Samuel and I said Lord I need something that's going to encourage me and lift me up and I went to First Samuel chapter 1 and started reading I said Lord thank you First Samuel chapter 1 does not start out on a high note. It doesn't start out on a glorious fashion. But the book of 1 Samuel starts out with a lady that has a burden, and she's gotten a heavy burden, and it starts out on a real low-sounding point this morning. And we can all identify with this woman. Her name is Hannah. We can identify with Hannah... Because all of us sitting here, and I don't care how old you are how young you are, everybody here knows what it's like to carry a burden. To carry a burden. Maybe you're sitting here this morning as an adult thinking your burden is greater than sister so-and-so. But I guarantee you this morning sister so-and-so thinks her burden is just as great as your burden. You may be sitting here and say, I've got a burden and nobody knows about it. And I promise you, That old saying, don't criticize somebody until you walk a mile in their shoe. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what the burden they're facing. You don't know what they're going through until you've had to go through their burden to realize just how heavy it was for them. Here's a woman this morning that has a real genuine burden this morning. Chapter 1, verse number 2. Let's start there. Start verse number two. Let us stand for reading God's word. I, I want you to get this this morning. I, I want it to sink into your hearts and your minds this morning. Chapter two and verse, chapter one, verse two. And he had two wives. The name one was Hannah and the other name of Peniel. And Peniel had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts of Shiloh, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and phinehas the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered to have to uh, offer, offer, he gave to Benai his wife and all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. Verse number 6, And her adversaries, underline that word, her adversaries, also provoked her sore, for that made her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. And then Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? And why is thou heart grieving? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten at Shiloh, and, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon the seat by the post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. She, said, she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look upon the affliction of my handmaid and remember me and not forget thy handmaid, but wilt thou give unto me and unto thy handmaid a man-child when I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued to pray before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. How Hannah, she spake in the heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunk. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away that wine in from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Balaam, for out of the abundance of thy complaint and grief have I spoken in hereto? Then Eli answered and said, "Go in peace and go, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, "Let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her day, went her way, and did eat, and in her countenance was no more say. let us pray father we just thank you this morning for all that you've done We we thank you for each one of us here this morning we thank you the hearts and minds lord we just pray lord you just touch us as only you can father and we'll give you the praise and glory and honor in all things in jesus name we pray amen we we find in the text here there's a woman that is carrying a burden amen we all know what it's like to carry a burden Uh, it's a a burden uh, it's an unseen burden if you will can I tell you this morning that some burdens are some burdens that you can look at somebody and uh, you can understand that they're going through a burden you may even know what they're going through you may know their burden they're carrying but let's say this uh, there are some burdens that we carry that nobody can see them. Uh, Nobody can see the burden that you're carrying. They don't see the burden that you're shouldering this morning. You may be carrying the burden of a wayward child, or a lost loved one, or financial struggles. uh, uh, Their bodies may be hurting, uh, issues on the job. uh, All sorts of burdens that you may be carrying that nobody sees in your life that's going on that you're carrying. Can I say this? You can get, you can't get help with your burdens at a job site. You you, you can't get help with your burdens, at a at a bottle. You can't get help with your burdens uh, in drugs. You can't get help from your burdens at a club. But I'm glad that. Uh, You can come to the house of God here this morning and you can find help for your burdens that you're carrying. Uh, The burdens of life that's struggling you down, you can find help for them this morning. I know what the Bible says, "Bear ye one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. But you realize there are some burdens that nobody can help you with this morning. There are some burdens that nobody can help you with. Hear her the text her own husband cannot help her doesn't understand the burden. Sometimes your wife might under, not understand the burden that you're going through. Sometimes your husband may not understand the burden that you're going through. Sometimes your family doesn't understand the burden that you're going through. Your children might not understand uh, the burden you're going through. Your parents might not understand the burden that you're facing or carrying Even the church may not understand. Even the pastor may not understand. Even the membership may not understand the burden that you are carrying this morning. Watch what her husband said. Verse number eight. Then said Elkham, her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? What's your problem? Why, 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 Why eatest thou not? Why is the heart green? He cannot help her. He, he cannot see this burden that she's carrying. He said, ain't I better than ten sons? Even her husband doesn't understand the burdens and the depths of the burden that she's carrying this morning. She's shouldering this burden this morning. As a pastor of the church, can I tell you, the burdens that I try to share for you and shoulder for you and pray for you. But the truth is there are, there's been so many burdens that we have faced that I've seen that I wish I could take. I wish I could do something for you. But I can't. I wish I could get all of your burdens and pull them away from you. I, I hurt for you. I prayed for you. But I'm inadequate to reach out. I'm inadequate to reach out in your circumstances where you are to help you. But we find that she is just like us this morning. She's got a burden. She has a problem with this burden. And here's a problem with her, her burden. She has an adversary that berates her. Look at verse six and seven. Of the Bible is her said her adversary. You don't have to have an adversary. Yes, you do. You got an adversary. You may be thinking here and say, "I don't got an adversary." Yes, you do. First Peter chapter five is your adversary, of the devil. We have an adversary this morning. He's looking at you. He's our adversary this morning. That when you have a burden. He tries to magnify that burden. He tries to uh, hinder uh, that burden in your life. He wants to make it worse in your life. Remember Paul said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. The devil tries to take the burden in Paul's life and it hangs him over his head and puts it in his face and he tries to shove it in his face day in, day out. The Bible said her adversary grieved her sorely to make her fret. That word fret means literally shake to your soul. It's like, it's like you're sitting at home, sitting by yourself, and all of a sudden a thunder shakes, and, and it startles you, and it shakes you to your soul. That, that's what that word fret means. It, it shook her to her soul. That's what the devil tries to, likes to do in our life. With the burdens of life, he presses them down harder and harder on your life. He wants to shake your soul, shake your faith, to make you think God does not care. You see what an adversary does provokes her sore to make her fret because the Lord has shut up thy wound. You see what Peniah does with this bird. She walks up to her daily. <laughs> God did this to you. God did this to you. She, she provoked her because the Lord had shut up her wound. She comes to her and says, if God loved you, if God loved you, if God, if your God was real, then God would not let this happen to you. Let me tell you what, the devil is a liar. It's a straight from hell. God does not love you. When somebody tells you that, that is a a lie from hell. The devil has started it. God loves you. God cares for you. He knows what's happening to you. He knows your condition. He knows where you're at this morning. He knows what you're going through this morning. Somebody says God doesn't care. That's a lie right out of hell. God cares for you this morning. There's this burden that she's carrying. I want you to look at three things this morning. I want to give you three things this morning. It'll help you to get through life. It'll help you to get through your burdens that you may be carrying this morning. And can I say this? We all carry burdens this morning. Some great, some small, but we all carry burdens this morning. And if we can take the lesson that Hannah shows us and do what Hannah does, I believe we can get the same results, what Hannah got, that we can get in our lives this morning. First thing I want you to know about this, God does what she couldn't. God does what she couldn't. When she takes them there, God does what she couldn't do. When she goes to the temple and prays, look at verse 7. It said that they had been there coming from there year after year after year. Coming to the house of God year after year. But something happened this year. Something different happened this year. When she went up to the house of the Lord, and so she would provoked. her, here, therefore she wept and did not eat. I think she finally got to the place where she said, you know what? We've been coming here year after year. I've been coming to the altar year after year and nothing has changed. Everything seems to be the same. I come inspect something and I go home and I'm still carrying that same burden. I still shoulder that same burden. I don't understand. I go year after year. I come to church day after day. I'm still shoulder that burden. Ain't no relief come in sight. But something changed this year. something different about church this time. I, that's why I can try and encourage you and make sure you come to church every time because something different happens every time and you just make me miss out on a great blessing. Amen? That's why I say come to church all the time. If you can, there's some times you just can't be here. Praise God, we'll make a way that you can't get here. She finally comes to the place. She said, I'm tired of handling this. I'm tired of the one messing with this. I'm tired of being the one being talked about, mocked about, provoked. I'm just going to take it to the Lord. And I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to let him have it. Let me ask you a real serious question this morning. Do you pray about it or do you worry about it? Now that's, that's, that's a good question, there. And that's the one we need to answer. Do I pray about it or do I just worry about it? You pray about your burdens or you worry about your burdens? Let me just say this give it to the Lord. Or you just worry about it? If we worry about our burdens, worry is the enemy of and opposite of faith. Worry creates doubt and fear in your soul. Wherefore, as faith dispels the doubt, dispels the fear in your mind this morning. Are you worrying about it or are you praying about your burden this morning? You know the problem with a lot of Christians this morning. They try to act like I got this. I got this. I got this. I, I'm going to carry this. No, you don't. No, you can't. Well, it's just a small burden, brother. Yep. No, you can't. Let me tell you. Let me. Tell you. When I was young. Teacher brought out a, cla- a glass of water, half glass of water. And I'm thinking, <laughs> some are gonna say half empty and some are gonna say half full. After Mr. Pettimus, so what, what do you wanna be? I said, that's not what I wanna know. She was, How much is in it? Eight ounce glass, half full, four ounces. I'm, I'm smart, I got that one. Come here, dummy. She stick your hand out. Stick my hand out. She put that glass in my hand. She said, stay just like that. Eight ounce glass of water. Glass. Four ounces of water. Stay like that. Well, it don't take long. Minute. Be here all day long. I can do this. Two minutes. Yeah. About five minutes later, I'm like, yeah. Now, I'm just shaking. I mean, finally, it doesn't take long. The glass falls. It's not the weight of the burden is the issue that you carried. It's how long you have to carry that burden that weighs you down. Hey, it's a small burden. Yeah, brother, it might be a small burden right now. It might be a burden that you can handle for a while. But there's going to time come that that burden gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And the next thing you find is your face flat on the floor because that burden has pressed you down. Amen. Shout. Praise God. If I don't preach nobody but you me, I'll be all right. It's not the weight of the burden. It's not how big or how small. It's how long you carry that burden. Jesus is casting all your cares upon Me. For he careth for you. I do this sometimes. I turn on the good Bible on TV and watch the Bible on TV. It's called Andy Griffin. The black and white is King James. Anything else? (laughs) Need to get right. On one of those shows I remember, Aunt B decided she want to be thrifty. She want to Pinch pennies. So, what she does, she goes to Mr. Foley and buys 150 pounds of meat. Good idea. Good a good deal. Got a great deal. She brings that 150 pounds home and, and looks at it and says, She's got a freezer. And Andy said, That, that, that freezer ain't been running a long time. It, it, it's nothing running. In fact, the rats are living in it because they had to come out of the cold and get in the freezer to get warm. And it ain't something right, but Aunt B gets that meat, she puts it, the meat in the freezer and plugs it up, and it just jumps and bangs and sparks and rolls all over the floor and everything. She says, oh, I got to get this fixed. He said, I told you you need to get it fixed. And uh, she said, Well, I, I, I get dear old Gomer. Gomer? Get Gomer to come over. There. And Gomer does it. <laughs> Can you fix this gum? Well, I do not so no. He gets to messing with it and can't fix it at all. It's bouncing and shaking. She's about ready to lose the meat. And he says, Call the man. Andy, you know he called. He charges a lot of money. You know the last time he fixed something it was an arm and leg. She, she's trying to be thrifty. He says, "Call the man," and she says, "No, I'm going to get Gomer to fix it." Gomer said he can fix it, and finally, think, "Hey, I'm losing my meat. I got to get my meat. You want to take it back to Mr. Foley?" And Mr. Foley said, "No, I can't take it. I ain't got room for it now." So she don't know what to do. She's getting all upset and getting worried about it. And Andy comes out and says, "Call the man." No and call the man. No and call the man now. Let me just tell you this right here and now. If your burden is getting so heavy that you can't carry, just call the man. Call the man. Amen. Well, what man is that? I love when people ask you a question. Well, what man is that? As the God and one-man mediator from man and God. And that's Jesus Christ. Call the man. Hey, when you can't, st- you can't stand up no more and your burden has got you pushed down and you don't know what to do, call the man. Call Jesus. Hey, Amen. Cast your cares upon him. You know what? You ought to just run to Jesus. And leave your burden there. Leave your burden there. I like the old old churches. They used to sing a song. I've heard it on the radio. You got burdens this morning. Take it to the Lord. Leave it to the Lord. And said, run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. He's on the main line. Just run to Jesus. And leave it there. Tell him what you need. Tell him what you want. Just run to Jesus, Amen. I find that we don't like coming to the altar with our burdens. I, I find that we like to struggle with, our, you know, you know what I find out, and we're going to get into this tonight, so please don't miss tonight. I, I find that Christians love to struggle with burdens. I, I find that you, you can see them. They're weighed down. They're they so weighed down with that burden. Won't you take it to the Lord? Oh boy, I, I think I can carry it. Take, take it to the Lord. I think, they want pity. They will pity. They won't pity. That's what Christians want. We want pity. We don't want to get rid of our burdens because now I got no excuse on while I'm crying. I've got no excuse while I have pain, I'm grumpy and gripping. I ain't got no excuse because I done got rid of my burden. I ain't got no problems no more. She took her burden to the Lord and he did what she couldn't do. Amen. God gets what she cares about. God gets what you care about. You see, when she takes the things to the Lord, and sometimes there are things that you care about. Sometimes there are things that you really care about. God wants the, you to leave them at the altar. Well, I care about this. God still wants what you care about. All your cares, all your troubles, all your worries. God cares. What she's cared about. You need. You need to read Matthew uh, chapter six. You need to read the Bible. Let me just stop there and say you need to read the Bible. But if you're going to read anything today, read Matthew six, especially verses twenty-five to thirty-three. You you read that chapter and you'll get a good idea what Jesus Jesus is talking to the people around him and I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not quoting the scripture yet he said why do you worry about things that you can't take care of he said have you ever considered the lilies how they toll, and they neither do they spin they worry." Worrying about what's happening. God clothes them. He said, God clothes them. He said, have you ever considered the sparrows? They don't worry about nothing. They're not worried about what's going to happen today. We're not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. God takes care of them. He says, by, by thought, can any of you add one inch to your stature? We would, we we'd like to think, hey, I'm five foot nine. I can come to the altar and pray, Lord, I want to be six foot three. And just think about it and happen. No, it ain't going to happen that way. Then he said, Your hair. Can you add one hair to your head? Some of us would love to, but he said, Can you add? No, you can't do that. He said, all these things you worried about, all these things you're upset about, he says, it's going to worry you. But then he said, but seek ye the first, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. See, worrying about things that you can't change, worrying about things that's gotten you down, worrying about troubles, worrying about the heartaches, worrying about the burdens that you can't do nothing with. He said, hey, come and lay them at my feet. I'll take care of them. And then I'll add the things that you need to in your life. Have I told y'all what I'm preaching on this morning? Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Leave them there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Amen. He said, run after me. Give it all to me. Throw all your cares on me. I'll take your cares, what you care about, all those things that you'll care about, the problems that you have with people. They just let it build up. Build up. Build up. There's a famous sheep I read about. Shrek. It's not through the cartoons although I like that show too. But this sheep named Shrek in Wales, New Wales, England. He came up missing from the she- the fold and the shepherd couldn't find him for 6 years. 6 years. Now sheep's got to be shared every year. you, get, you don't sheep a sure Sure, sheep you know 6 years, 6 years you know, you've got a problem. But for 6 years Shrek was lost, and he was at the point where he couldn't eat, couldn't drink, because he's got 66 pounds of wool on him. In fact, if you pull him up and look at it, one of the pictures has him laying in the back of a Jeep, about ready to go. He hasn't eat, and it's, the animals, it took years to get through the fur to get to the his meat. They found him, they got him, and they gave him some uh, uh, nutrients, and got him back on his feet, and they done a, 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 a telecast shearing of this sheep. They got enough wool off this sheep to make 60 suits for men. Problem is, he was carrying so much wool that he had gotten to the point he couldn't eat, couldn't drink, and it was about ready to kill him. About ready to kill him. That's the our problem. We carry and we let it build up over and over and over and over. We don't come and let the, 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 the master, we don't come and let the shearer get the weight off of us. And God says, hey, if you bring me that sin, if you bring me that guilt, you bring me that burden and let me just trim it away from you. You'll live better. You'll love longer if you just let me take it away from you. But we like to let it build up and build up to the point that it drags us down to the point that we walk away from God. Because we figure God is not doing something for us. He hasn't done for her. God cares about what you care about. God cared about what she cared about. God does what she could not do. Amen. God can do for you what you can't do for you or anybody else. Amen. God kept his commitment, she was committed. God took this serious thing in her life. And she left it there. She left it there. God she takes and she if you read the Bible, if you continue to read. She has a child it's named Samuel. God blessed her for her leaving that burden there. She got Samuel. You see what she doesn't take, take it to the Lord. She leaves it. She don't bring it back with it. She takes it to the Lord and leaves it. How, how do you know that? Because she got a son named Samuel. God blessed her with a son named Samuel. And, and the Bible says that she wings him. She takes him down to Eli, hands him over to Eli, and she walks away. She told God, you blessed him with the son. I'll give him back to you. I'll give him back to you. So now she's walked off and she's leaving her burden that she had taken to the Lord and God had blessed her. Now she's taking that back to to the Lord and leaving it. Chapter 2, verse 18 and 19, But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child, girded with linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat, and brought it to him year to year, when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. You, you, you see what happens here? Every year she comes back. She sees her burden there. Every year she makes him a coat and he's getting bigger. He's getting stronger. He's getting older. So every year she's making him a coat. Uh, she's coming back uh, and she puts this coat on him. This is a burden. Now get it. She brought her burden to the Lord and the Lord took that burden and gave her a blessing and gave her a child. And she said, Lord, if you bless him with it, I'll bring this child back and I'll give it to you. So every year she comes back and she sees her burden there. She said, boy, I'm so glad God has got you. God is doing more to you than I could me. You wouldn't be the man you would be today if you went home with me. You wouldn't be Samuel, the prophet. Every year she sees this burden getting bigger and bigger and closer to the Lord. Why? Because she's made a commitment to God. God, you give me this, I'll give it back to you. She realized God could do more with him than she could. When you learn, (laughs) when we learn that God can do more with your burden than we can, God can do more with your worries, more with your trials, more with your heartaches, and more with your burdens, and if you just bring them to Him, and say, Lord, here it is, I'll give it to you, I'm going to leave it at the altar, and I'm not taking it back. God blessed her listen to me listen to me this listen to me. god exchanges blessings for burdens you got a burden this morning raise your hand you got a burden this morning amen this is when you ought to put on your mind god exchanges burdens for blessings well how do you get that verse number 20 and eli pressed blessed Elkham and his wife and said to the Lord giveth thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord and when they went up to their own home and the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bared three sons and two daughters and the child Samuel grew before the Lord what kind of blessing is that I'm talking about peace you can't get it until you give your burdens to God I'm talking about grace. You can't get it until you give your burdens to God. I'm talking about spiritual blessings. You can't get it until you give your burdens to God. Don't miss this. It's impossible for you to leave the altar with a blessing and a burden. You can't go to the altar with your burden and expect a blessing and carry a blessing back with your burden. You can't can't do it. But I promise you, if you let God take your burden this morning, it might not be tonight, it might not be tomorrow, but somewhere down the road, God says, Oh, here's that blessing that I said I'd give you. Here's that blessing. Only if you're willing to make a swap with God this morning are you willing to give your burden for blessing. About finished. Two men walking down the road along the river. And they came to this old lady. She says, I I can't get across the river on my own. Two men said, we'll carry you, not a problem. They picked her up and put her on the shoulders and all that stuff and took her across the river and set her down. Two men kept going. They kept walking. About a mile down the road, one man said, My back is killing me. I'm hurting. That woman could have crossed that river by herself. Oh, man. the other guy never said a word. He kept going about another mile and says, oh, I, I'm gonna have to take a break. My back is hurting. She got her footprints all over my clothes. I'm dirty. Says, and then he looked over and says, what do you got to say? He says, the only thing I think I got to say to you is, I left her two miles ago, and you're still carrying her. You're still carrying her. Ain't that us? We come to the Lord, here's my burden, here's my problem, it's weighing me down. I, I can't get over it, I can't get around it, I can't get it under the Lord, I, I don't know what to do, my husband can't help me, my wife can't help me, my family don't understand me, they don't know what I'm going through, but God, I know if I bring my burden to you, and I leave it at the altar, and walk away, somehow or another, you'll bless me for it. Are you willing to swap your burden this morning for a blessing from God? Are you willing to say, Lord, here it is. I'm going to take it to the Lord, and I'm going to leave it. Are you willing to do that this morning? Let us stand this morning.